Hi loves, welcome to another episode of Life with Dr. Togazane. I am just in such a great mood. I'm in such high spirits and I thought, you know what, there's no perfect time to record a podcast episode like when you're feeling good. You know, when you feel good, you look good, everything is working and twerking, you know what it is. <laughs> so I'm just so excited. Welcome to episode five. No, I'm lying. Welcome to episode six of season four. And today I'm going to talk about God being in the neighborhood. Over the past few weeks, so many different things have been happening in my life and in the life of those around me. And I'm just seeing a golden thread of God's grace and mercy on everybody's life. You know, it's so crazy to think that we often talk about so many things related to negative things that we experience, uh, generational curses. And sure, in that I just had such a deep revelation this week of generational blessings. And what came to mind is the fact that sometimes generational blessings aren't always what they think. You know, when they say it is so important to choose the company that you keep because you become the five people you surround yourself with all the time. My life is testament of that. Whenever I'm surrounded by good friends who are treating me well and I'm treating them well, my life seems to go in a trajectory that I never imagined. You know, when you pray for God to enlarge your territory, he also does that for your friends and you begin to see him in the neighborhood in ways that you've never seen possible. It made me think back to years ago when one of my friends was living um, on off-campus accommodation during our varsity years she was the first person that I ever knew that had her own place doing her thing buying furniture and it was just such a a beautiful experience to see somebody doing that at our age fast forward a few years later when I got my first car shortly after that she got a car and I mean I wasn't the first person to get a car that's just something that's you know, a disclaimer. There were people who got cars before me. Our parents bought us cars while we were still in, in varsity. And to be fair, I only got a car in my third year of varsity. So I didn't have a car for a very long time. I actually remember very vividly this one day when I was walking to the Bree taxi rank, walking across the Mandela Bridge holding my umbrella. And it started drizzling and there was this heavy wind. It was so strong. And it blew my umbrella upside down. I remember crying all the way to the taxi rank with my umbrella that was now broken. And the taxi driver just looked at me soaking wet. And he was like, what on earth is going on with this girl? And I remember just praying that whole time saying, God, I just pray you're going to give me a car now. I've honestly suffered for so long. If this isn't a wake up call for you to bless me, I don't know what will be. <laughs> It was just, ah, oh, what a moment. A few weeks later, after that experience, my mom surprised me with a car. And just to give you context, my mom is the most incredible woman I have ever met. She was a domestic worker for majority of her um young adult life and she worked so hard to put a roof over our head and food on our, in our mouths shelter over our heads to take us to school and 
everything she does for us, I know she does out of sacrifice. There were so many things she would have loved to do for herself, but she had two children, so she couldn't really do everything she wanted to do. So when she bought me that car eventually, it was just so... It was so special. I never took it for granted. I honestly did everything that I had promised her I would do. I, I told her, I promise I won't disappoint you. I'll finish school. I'll do everything that I can to make sure that I live up to deserving the sacrifice that you've made. Mind you, baby girl had already failed first year. So by the time I got to third year and she bought me a car, she could see my track record of actually making the effort to fulfill the promise that I had made to her. And this week I was just reminded of how at that time when I didn't have a car, I had such amazing friends. I had such amazing friends who would drop me off, pick me up. We'd go places together. Sometimes they wouldn't even let me give them petrol money. I remember this one friend of mine. Oh, Kimberly. <laughs> Kim lived literally five minutes away from my house. Um, and when she would give me a lift back home from Varsity, I would literally give her, let's say, I can't remember how much the taxi was, but hypothetically speaking, maybe the taxi was 13 rand or 12 rand or 10 rand. And I'd give her my, and I'd offer her my 10 rand. I'd be like, friend, here's the 10 rand I was going to take a taxi with. Please take this money. And she would just laugh at me all the time. She would laugh at me and be like, don't be silly. I don't need your money. 10 rand is not going to make a dent of petrol. My dad has already filled up my tank so that I can go to school. So I don't mind giving you a lift. And... That was just an indication of the type of company I was keeping. When I had nothing and I was still a student, even when you're a student, sometimes there are people who have more than you. When people are willing to share what they have with you and they don't brag about feeding you, there's this quote that I read. It says, don't eat with people that brag about feeding you. I am just so humbled that I've, I haven't experienced that in a long time. I haven't experienced friends who treat me that way in a long time. And I myself haven't treated anyone that way in a long time. Because when you're young, you, you say a lot of things that may be hurtful and not building to people. And it could be it could come across as you bragging about feeding them or giving them opportunities, opening doors for them. But what I've come to realize now is that it's so important to understand when God is in the neighborhood, there is enough sunshine for everybody. There is no one who is going to get a car and be the only one in the whole circle of friends who drives. There's no one who is going to buy property and be the only one in the whole circle of friends who has property. There's no one who's going to fall pregnant and be the only person in the circle of friends who has a baby. There is no one who's going to get married or be proposed to and nobody else is going to be proposed to and have a wonderful marriage. When God is in the neighborhood, there's nobody who is going to get a job and nobody else is working. When God is in the neighborhood, there is nobody who's going to apply to study somewhere and get accepted and be the only person studying. When God is in the neighborhood, you will never be the only person to start a business that thrives. Everybody else will also start a business and start thriving. Oh gosh, excuse me. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Excuse me, excuse me and bless me. When God is in the neighborhood, there is nothing that is impossible. When God is in the neighborhood, you won't be the only person who can pay off their debt and be debt free. When God is in the neighborhood, you're not the only person who's going to have a healthy family life. When God is in the neighborhood, you're not going to be the only person who has a healthy and stable job. When God is in the neighborhood, everybody wins. 
And this week I was so humbled by seeing how God has been moving in my circle of friends. When I say if one person bought a pencil that week, by the end of the month, three people had new pencils. It's just been such an incredible time. And it just reminds me that there's a story in the Bible about the person who was healed because of the faith that their friends had and that just signifies that sometimes even when we go through rough patches with our friends when we go through seasons of not talking and not being um, kind to each other not being present for one another we have to always bear in mind that even in those seasons there are still people who are rooting for you who are cheering for you I was listening to the sermon where this pastor was talking about being careful about people who are quiet when it's your season to be celebrated. And I experienced that with my graduation. I used to have such a huge circle of friends, in inverted commas, but now a few months post that celebration, I'm now realizing that there were people who weren't present for me, who weren't clapping for me, who weren't celebrating me. And not that I'm doing things to be celebrated and clapped for and this, that and the third, but I'm now remembering that most of the time when I'm doing things for other people and I'm celebrating them and clapping for them and being present for them, I'm not doing it because I want it done to me in return. I'm doing it because that's just who I am and that's the goodness that's in my heart. And it's okay if people don't reciprocate that type of love, affection and celebration on me when it's my turn to shine. And it's such a special thing to come to a point where you're okay and you realize that in every season of your life you're not going to have the people that you thought you'd have sometimes you have to walk a season just you and God and sometimes you get to walk you God and your family sometimes you get to walk you God and your friends and your family and whatever season you're in whatever journey you're walking at the moment I want you to know that God is in the neighborhood the job you're applying for is going to be approved the studies you are applying for or the studies you are completing are going to be accepted and approved the baby you're trying to have you are going to conceive the marriage you are praying for you will get married you're going to have an an amazing proposal and an even better marriage and a stunning wedding the business you're trying to start your business is going to work it's going to come into fruition and it's going to be successful the places you want to travel to your passport will get all of those stamps the things that you are praying for are tangible they are real pray over everything if you pray and you stay in a place of gratitude that hard posture on its own just allows God to move in your neighborhood in a way that you've never seen him moving before and I think that it's so beautiful and important for us to be mindful that even when things are not working out the way that we thought they would in God's bigger picture in the bigger plan and the bigger scheme of things his perfect plan is always in motion and in that sometimes we love to rush things and we want things done in our time but God is hiding and closing God, God is hiding you and closing certain doors for a reason there is a reason and a season for everything under the sun and God knows when it's the right time to give you that job to give you that baby to give you that relationship to give you that job to give you that opportunity that contract and when he opens that door nobody can close it because what is meant for you will always be for you and I see this with my friends we went through seasons where we were unemployed we went through seasons where we were the broke friend we went through seasons where we were 
the rich aunt, the rich uncle. We went through seasons where we were working. We went through seasons where we were full-time students. We've gone through so many seasons and we're about to go through more because we haven't even experienced everything that there is to experience. And as much as God is in the neighborhood for all the beautiful things, I'm also reminded that we have to spend as much time with our parents that we can. As we are growing older, so are our parents. So let's give them the grace and the time to be present. If we have children, allow them to be there as grandparents. We need to be in a place where our heart posture is to forgive our parents for the things that they've done and said to us in the past that haven't sat well for us or with us for a long time. We have to be on a path of healing and forgiveness so that we can move forward. It's just so devastating. In the space of three weeks, you maybe in a season similar to what you know people are going through where they're losing their parents and you go to three or four funerals of people losing their mom or their dad and we're so young we're in our 30s we need our parents now more than ever the more we are coming into ourselves the more we are relying on their love their guidance and their kindness they have a grace for us that nobody else will ever have and it's such a a difficult process to navigate and as friends we have to be present sometimes we can't be present in ways that we think are needed but what we can do we should try reach out be there for your friends as much as you're being there for your friend you're healing them as they are healing you and it's just so special to know that there are people who who are there for you who love you and who care about you god is in the neighborhood because he's going to restore everything that we lose is not always a loss in the way that we think of it. Sometimes people are absent here on earth in their bodies, but they're present in spirit. And we can always pray and worship God and praise Him and thank Him for the time that we've had with our loved ones. There's nothing more devastating than burying your, your parent, especially before you reach certain milestones you always hoped and wished you would have with them being alive. Take heart in knowing that while they are still here with us, you've done everything that you can to be there with them, to love them, to respect them and to to fulfill all the wishes that they have for us. It's so nice for our parents to see us working hard, buying cars, buying property, getting married, having children, starting new jobs, starting businesses and also failing them watching us fail and not fulfill some of the things we had hoped we'd do and later on see bigger and better doors opening for us it's moments that they will cherish and be with forever be with us and be with them and i think grief is such a a process take time to take care of your mental health i went to a an empower her session over the weekend and a lot of conversations were had about our mental health especially as young people and it dawned on me that sometimes we're not doing the things that we need to do in order to take care of our mental health and our spirit take the time to be kind to your to yourself speak kindly heal your inner child affirm yourself say your affirmations create affirmations create time to be still to be quiet to meditate spend time doing things that you love exercise take a walk go outside get some sunshine d um, breathe in some fresh air move your body 
get on the phone with a friend, FaceTime somebody that you love, have a good laugh, have a good cry, do all of the things that make you feel alive again because sometimes we do get lost in the hustle and bustle of grief, of love and of everything else in between. But I hope that as you know and as you live and as you grow, you remember that God is always in the neighborhood. And even when he takes things away from us, he will always restore, always look at rejection as a stepping stone to something even greater that is coming your way. There is nothing that God has ever removed that hasn't been replaced with something 10 times better. It reminds me of that meme of the teddy bear where the girl is holding a teddy bear and she says she loves it so much she doesn't want to give it up and God is standing next to her or sitting next to her rather kneeling and he has an even bigger teddy bear hiding behind his back and that is God's heart for us. What we think we know what we think we want, what we think is we deserve. We need to always multiply and add tax because God is going to do something bigger, better and greater than anything we can ever think, feel or imagine. And it's important to to visualize ourselves being the best person that we can be with all that he's given us and all that he is. We just walk every single day in his grace. Whatever he provides, he sustains. So never feel like you're going to fall short of his grace and his mercy and his love on your life because you will not. He's never failed us and he will never fail us. So we need to walk knowing that he's always in the neighborhood and a blessing and a miracle is always around the corner. I was so excited to share this that was on my heart with you today. So I hope that it's going to bless you as much as it has blessed me. It's been on my heart for a week and I kept saying I'm going to take the time to sit down and record a podcast episode because I had really and truly committed to wanting to create more. But this was the perfect day for the perfect message at the perfect time. And I hope that it finds you and it meets you at your need where you are right now and on that note thank you so much for tuning in to life with dr togazane i'm excited to see you in the next episode but until then let it be beautiful